0: To a, a rare, a first time b- b- bonus episode. The bonus boys are here tonight, out of the podcast nights. It's a you very got, special episode. It is a very special TV, made for TV episode. You got Daniel Hasselhoff over there. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and uh, Joey Knight with a K. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I like that. I don't That's know a- any more Baywatch references. That sounds like a good like R and B artist name, like that just know, sounds been good.
0: Joey LeAnderson or something. That that sounds
1: good too. I like All that. All right, hey, I think your, the your name's pretty Any, flexible.
0: Anything can happen at the nights, baby.
1: I was gonna say this is our first nighttime episode. So I, first, I
0: think... we're recording a nighttime episode. Usually, we are in the afternoon. We've had our tea, our our scrambled eggs, but this time we're coming back from the the muck of the workday bringing you this special bonus episode this might be the greatest episode of our fucking podcast and it's devoted to the uh 1973 yes Mm -hmm. tv adaptation of double indemnity welcome to the show
1: welcome to the show yeah
0: i don't want to have this episode be too long i don't have to like really fucking edit this one so
1: no i'll 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 make this quick fun
0: well i think we're both prepared we don't really need to go through the goddamn plot of it this thing's Pretty much exactly the same, other it's just, than just compressed. Like a, yeah, like a weird, eerie. Like you ended up in a parallel universe, like a Sliders universe. Uh, <laughs> Sliders. That's, that's, that's for all the Sliders fans out there. Shout out to Sliders. Shout out, shout out to Jeremy, Jerry O'Connell.
1: <laughs> always gotta shout him out when you can.
0: Uh, believe me. Yeah, he's and we know he's listening. It's, he was. He's been waiting for this bonus one. So he's a big t- made for TV movie head
1: maybe a huge steven Boschko fan.
0: <laughs> I mean, I got no beef with the bosco. Uh, as we're going to get into this, he is not on trial here. No. Maybe maybe a witness, but he's not on trial. Yes. Dan, you got a favorite made for TV like a TV miniseries of like this era? I think well that that's that's what I was going to get to
1: because like I I I first off want to say that about this movie specifically, I both loved and hated this movie. Like okay. it, like, like like I have such a weird Feeling about this movie, but in general, yes, yeah, seventies made for TV movies. I absolutely love them. I love. I'm them.
0: gonna say I hated this movie and mm-hmm. tolerated it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I love. Like but said, there I- was
0: a moment in it that was so worth it, and it, it, you definitely had to wait for it because the whole time I'm like, we must be the only two people in the world who, besides the TV audience at the time, or have ever watched this, We're the only people who selected this fucking bonus feature, and if you have. You don't go far before you're like, okay, I'm bored. What else should I do? It helps to not watch it immediately after watching one of the best films ever made.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree that the 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 time between was and this is
0: weeks after we've already recorded the the episode that was just released on Thursday that we just killed. We we just did such a great job with that. We're coming back for a a layup shot. Welcome to the show.
1: Yep. Well, I, I have to say what really drew me in. Not only. Wait, was wait, it,
0: Dan, Dan, do you have a favorite? Um, I don't want to get up this topic yet because, of course, I have something to say. Okay. Would you like me um, to say while you think a little bit? Well, I'm trying to think about. Maybe this will uh, jog your memory. I'm going to say, do you know Shogun?
1: No, I don't.
0: Shogun was a 70s uh, TV miniseries.
1: Oh, I yeah. do remember that. Yes. Now that I think of it, yes. Yeah. yes I, uh, fun yes.
0: fact about that, it actually introduced sushi to America. Oh. It, became, it became widely accepted and, and available because of that. The curiosity was in the air. A viral, uh, something viral that happened back then. But that's a good time. I like a rich man, poor man with the Nick Nolte. Okay. Is a good time. And uh, V, uh, do you like V? I've always wanted to
1: watch it, but I've never seen it. I've always wanted to watch it. Here
0: we go again. Warner Archive. They just released them a couple years back, but they also did the the follow up on the final battle. I had to look over on my my shelf because, of course, I got them. I'm a big uh, '70s Incredible Hulk fan,
1: mm-hmm. the TV
0: show, and it's from that creator, Kenneth Johnson, I believe. Mm-hmm. And especially the first V. First V is so so good, and the restoration is oh, mwah, that '80s TV cinematography is just right where you want to
1: be i've always had that on my list and just never saw it, but i saw that one archive did that it's been it's been in my 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 mental cart of uh you know things to purchase yeah
0: you're welcome to borrow them from me i would you know if you got some time and you're like i don't want to buy these but i'll watch them and maybe i'll buy these in the future not that there's going to be sales anymore the shop famously closed at this point yeah I'll be
1: I'll be picking it up at some point. I think it's definitely been one that I've been I, I everything I've heard about and seen about. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm gonna love this. I just like never got around to watching it. Like it just seems like right up my alley. I think You're gonna I had, love it. I think if I had to pick one, I actually really like. Um, so uh, Screen Factory put it out a few years ago. It's uh, John Carpenter directed a made-for-TV horror movie called "Someone's Watching Me," and it's fantastic. And honestly, there's not a lot. There's like no gore. There's not much that happens, but it's still captivates you like it's just it's so interesting and the and the cinematography is really cool and the locations are amazing like it's such you remember like a what year that was i think it's 1973 i can double check it
0: there's a lot of directors making their name i mean spielberg famously did duel which was for television
1: oh 78 um, i'm sorry so yeah because it would have been right right before halloween that's right okay that makes and, sense it
0: wasn't uh elvis made for tv that he did with uh kurt russell it was i want to say yeah so yes. Yeah, just it, great directors doing interesting things with the medium at the time. And uh, we have this director, uh, Jack Schmidt. Schmite, Jack Schmite, <laughs> Schmite. I'm really getting it stuck in my mouth there. But yeah, he did this one and I looked up what else he did and there's nothing worth talking about. A lot of TV movies, Yep, <laughs> a lot of TV shows. Dan, you ready to get into this bad boy? I could,
1: I could be more ready, I think.
0: I mean, I guess we're already in the swamp at this point.
1: Yeah, I think we're in it, but I'm ready.
0: Uh, what, what's your opening statement, sir? My opening
1: statement is not only do I love the, uh, the title card uh, font, <laughs> cause it, which looks like a Merv Griffin, like, 70s game you show texted, font. You texted
0: that to me last night. And then I, I also broke format. I was a little late to this recording session because I was wrapping up watching this. I just got off work and ran home to watch double indemnity on television during the day the sun was out the first time i've done that with this podcast and uh because it's tv it's not noir
1: i like the idea of you like telling your boss like look i have to cut out early so i can watch the maverick tv version of double indemnity for a podcast like i think that reason enough would be like if i were if i were a boss i'd be like yeah i
0: i i get that you should leave my boss is a huge fan of the podcast so she. oh really yeah maybe I, i hope so I wonder who listens to this that we don't even know about, like the secret people in our lives, and we're like, we'll find out one day. And we're like, oh boy,
1: we want to hear from you. Send us the send us the secret admirer message.
0: There you go. Well, I mean, our admirers a- don't even send us messages. Dan. That's true. <laughs> well, at least at
1: least one thing can be said. It's got a lean seventy four minute running time, so you know that like when you're coming, and that's up to why work, if I, I, I yeah
0: when we scheduled this and from when I got back, of course, parking decided to be difficult for some reason, but I pulled it off. I was like, I can do this, and I, I basically did it. I was maybe five, six minutes late to the recording session.
1: Yeah, no, you were fine. I think the other thing was, I love the interior shots. The interiors of of this were amazing. Like I feel just like, like you're how getting, 70s, and,
0: and this isn't a criticism. I understand. Uh-huh. You're uh, very wrapped up in the atmosphere, as because atmosphere is fun. Yes, but. The movie's flat,
1: 100%. No, I mean, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to
0: sugarcoat it
1: and say that it's good. No.
0: I know that. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it feels like a play. It's so bizarre. Yes, yes. It's, it's very familiar. It, Stephen Boschko got the gig to update the film, but he didn't really change anything. And Billy Wilder actually approved the script which
1: blows my mind <laughs> like he was just probably like yeah well, sure just just do it like i don't really I'm sure care. there was a,
0: yeah that and maybe a nice check behind it maybe. but at the same time i could see reading this and not being that offended because it's very faithful to the movie it's not even like it's right. based off the book it's 100 percent a remake of the movie reading and it, it and re-
1: actually seeing it in action is another another thing yeah.
0: all the flatness is because of the acting and the directing oh and the tv 70s tv-ness of it, it as yeah. i think that's what i'm saying bachko's not on trial here i think he wrote a probably a perfectly fine script
1: yeah it's so just flat
0: I, and it, and just, the actors
1: have zero chemistry like Krenna and uh what's what's her name uh samantha uh, was it egger Egger, yeah Egar. Uh, They had zero chemistry like the the one the one thing that I noticed that really really upset me was the And one of my favorite things about the original is the scene where they're where they're kind of talking and they they do the speed limit thing that (laughs) Did not land at all like like I was I actually that was the only part where I I legitimately cringed watching it I was just like that went absolutely nowhere. I believe in this state. There's a, a 65 mile an hour speed limit
0: Oh, really. Well how fast was I going, officer?
1: I'd say about ninety
0: What'd you think of his babies? His babies? Well he oh oh, oh
1: when he says his yeah. babies?
0: Oh yeah no which they they did dial that down a little bit but when he did it
1: it was rough. It just like it just didn't work. Like it just it didn't have the same Vibe, you know what I mean? Like I get it. It's hard. It's hard to. It was to, so greasy.
0: Yeah. You know they're just making their way through it. I don't think everything was really taken out. It it just runs so quickly. You know.
1: It just felt like they were like you said. It was like a play that they're just kind of going through the motions. Like it. it, it but I also like they're felt just like, like. through it.
0: They were there's a cockiness to it. You know, like they're like we can do it better. We're in the 70s, and it just <laughs> totally, got this. Yeah, we got we're just gonna coast our way through this and it just fell right on its ass because of it. Look, we got this
1: nice apartment building for Richard Crenna where it like overlooks the marina and you know, we got all that going for us.
0: Richard Crenna, uh, who is Trainman from uh, the Rambo series. I know Dan is very familiar with Rambo. I don't know if we've made that reference. I think we made that reference. But I think more yeah.
1: importantly, he has a great, great role in the movie Summer Rental with John Candy. And that, and, that, and I think that was the first movie I ever saw him in. So. Sure.
0: And then Samantha Agar, um, from the brood david cronenberg you ever seen that one
1: i love the brood yes the brood is great yeah i actually recently
0: had seen that i think the end of last year and i really like that one it's she's great in it um i feel like they he found a way to use her perfectly in that movie because she's not any better but it's it's just better directed and and more to her strengths uh yeah and she's also
1: in the phantom the 1996 phantom which i absolutely love. oh wow okay She's what's I, her name's mom in the, in the movie. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Chrissy Swanson's yeah, uh, the mom.
0: I liked that movie at the time. I do believe I rewatched it a couple years back and it didn't hold up for me. But I, you know what I did still like? The Phantom. What's... Billy Zane. That's, no, that's what we're talking about. No, I thought we were talking. You just said the shadow. Oh wait, no, you did say the phantom. I did say the, I the, heard phantom. the shadow. No, I'm the I'm thinking phantom. the shadow. Shadow sucks. Phantom's still good. I'm waiting. Phantom, no, yeah, you phantom. said Christy Swanson, and that's exactly when I should have been on board. Dan, this is the night episode. <laughs> it's been a long day. Leave me alone. You're you're, you're, hey, you're famously a bully. Everybody knows it.
1: I said nothing. <laughs> I, I I I just wanted to get in a, a Billy Zane reference, and you you got it in before me, so I think we're good.
0: Yeah, and I did it. <laughs> backwards stumbling my way too hey man whatever, shout whatever out it to takes billy zane. exactly it if billy takes. zane has hair you're in for a good time that's what all i can say
1: i was when i was researching uh the movie beforehand and, and looking at the different characters and so forth that this was movie th- yeah this movie yeah 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 i just, I do I a just lot. wanted I was, to make
0: sure your research was done over this
1: no i was fascinated by this movie uh, i was thinking about the phantom because i saw that she was in the phantom i was like i was like man i want to rewatch it because it's been a while but i love that movie so but the other thing was that and when adventure I, flick. Exactly. It's a lot of fun. One one thing that I didn't count on making a connection to, but actually there's a an actor in this that was also in arguably my favorite movie of all time, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. It's uh, uh his name is Robert Weber. He plays Edward Norton, who's like the 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 like the head of the insurance company. And yeah. he, he, he has this like annoying thing where he says erase after, like, he was saying something that really, really annoyed me. But he, he plays a character in Bring me Al- the head of Alfredo Garcia. And I was like, well, oh, I never thought I'd be making a, a peck and paw connection to this pretty, aw- you know, objectively awful TV movie version of Double Indemnity. So I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Cool. So
1: that's my little uh, anecdote for that.
0: But yeah, I mean, getting
1: back to crazy, the interiors.
0: Crazy cast. I mean, you got Lee J. Cobb as Barton Keyes in this one. Who, he was okay. He was the okay. most He's not good in this one. But he's the most credible actor in this. You know, he's from Twelve Angry Men, On the Waterfront, The Exorcist.
1: Yeah, he's he's got a, a good good pedigree, and I think I warmed up to him as he went on. I think early on he really annoyed me, but over time I got used to it. It, it seemed a little bit funny to me that like how he always had his tie, this gigantic tie that was just open the whole uh, time. And I get it; like he's trying to time. Yeah, he's trying to bring it in as Edward G. Robinson did and make it kind of similar, but I don't know. It just, it seemed goofy to me. Um,
0: he He's not as good as uh, uh, speaking with the cigar in his mouth. Like no. G Robinson was, who was a fucking pro
1: and the whole but little he, man thing. Like he would
0: also sound like he still had a cigar in his mouth. When even when he didn't do it was very bizarre. Um, but yes, his little man, his little man take is very crazy. He's playing it. Like he's having a heart attack. Like he's having a major heartburn or something. Yeah. Yeah. Little man in here.
1: Every time I see a phony claim,
0: my stomach is tied up in knots. Now, you spoiled my dinner last night. I couldn't even look at the eggs this morning. One line that had me uh, having a, a chuckle was when they first meet Mrs. Dietrichson, and that's a smashing towel you're wearing there. Yeah. That's <laughs> a smashing towel you're wearing, Mrs. Dietrichson. very uh, like talking? James Bondy, kind of. A very good update, I thought. Yeah, well, what else? I got keys is a mess. That's that's still a, <laughs> a note. Yeah, the ambiance. Come for the ambiance. Put it on for the... Yeah, like, the, the
1: locations were kind of interesting. Like, in his apartment, like, when they're in the hallway and, like, that kind of, like, glass in, the the stairwell where she's hiding and with him going into the elevator. Like, I don't know. I, I like... I mean, I just love se- anything shot in the 70s. Like, I, I'm music... I, I'm kind of a sucker for that, but... I, well, I just... clearly,
0: because you're giving anything of value to this awful, awful movie.
1: Exactly. I mean... I'm trying to give like at least good attributes to it and try to make the best out of a, a, a pretty awful movie.
0: My note was I feel like they didn't take full advantage of the era, in my opinion. I mean, some of it, like you're saying, it just accidentally, it couldn't help itself. If you're shooting a camera in the 70s, it's going to yeah. look like the 70s. Yeah. But it just, with the era and the medium, maybe it would have been a fun miniseries at the time or something. It's just very vanilla and tame and boring. Yeah. But as far as 70s ambiance goes and and can't help itself, we love the grocery store scene in double indemnity and so you get to see a 70s grocery store in this and i thought it was was
1: hilarious yeah where they're like checking the eggs and like trying to talk and yeah it was (laughs) it was bad
0: Uh, i was
1: like wait i was waiting for it i was like are they gonna do a
0: a scene in in a supermarket i'm like what's that gonna like look like? i was so just out of it and just and taking it on that i didn't even consider that that could be coming but it, it did Oh, I was um, I was waiting for it. I was like, I wonder how they're going to play this. <laughs> Mrs. Dietrichson not wearing a a mourning veil after the murder. Yeah, when she's called in. I thought that was like very striking. I and mean, she's not really bringing it. She feels guilty the whole time.
1: Yeah, and you don't it, need like a little said, man just, to tell like, you that
0: she just, killed him.
1: There's just no chemistry between her and Richard Krone at all. Like, like I just yeah. don't. No chemistry
0: with anyone. Any exactly. Character has yeah. Zero chemistry. Like they yes. just met that day, and they all hate each other.
1: I mean that probably is the case, honestly. Like I, I can I don't know like all the production details, but I'm sure it was shot in like three days or something. <laughs> We're like, Well, we have we you gotta know the movie, just go with it.
0: When you uh saw uh, as Edward Norton, Robert Weber, I had that feeling when we see the man on the train from Oregon, Mr. Jackson, that's played by John Fielder, who's from WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was fun. I like, I like that. I, I kind of, I, I wish it leaned more into that of just like TV actors of the time. Yes. I think that would have been, a li- I think it just, I wish it was all in just fun and ridiculous instead of just like, oh, they tried and it sucked. Yeah, like
1: they're playing it, trying to play it like really straight down the line.
0: Yeah. Well, the only thing I didn't like about
1: that scene was I think the pacing was super fast and I get it because they're on a tight time, frame, but it, it felt rushed to me.
0: You're saying scene and not the movie, the entire film. It's it, never not rushed or like just way too. There's no scene that is slow, yes, or plays for any kind of moment. There's always that TV music behind it, moving everything along, right? But like uh, that
1: scene in the original film, a lot of tension was built in that particular scene on the edge of the train and in, in the, the observation car. Oh, and you're in that, and out, you exactly, are out. You're in and
0: out. I'm like, the was, murder it, is done. I basically missed it. It happened, it was blinking, yeah. you miss it. I had to go back and check that one out because, was like, where's the murder? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah not good. Um, and any other points or research you want to bring up uh, before I get to my favorite scene, which is towards the end, and I, I'll have to wrap at least the the talk of the movie up.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I don't have anything else specifically. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything as far as like anecdotes about the the production itself. No, I, I don't really have anything. Just it was a '70s made for TV movie. <laughs> you know, like like you said, you kind of get it, you like I kind of knew like what I was getting into. And at least I appreciate and, and something Do you we think talked the about. Viewers,
0: I don't, what, what did you, did you see what network this aired on? That was the only thing I forgot to check, but it, it, this aired October 13th, 1973.
1: I did is the ABC movie of the week. That this week.
0: feels exactly like an yes. ABC.
1: Imagine it's night. It's October, 1973. And you see the commercial this week, ABC movie of the week, double indemnity, but All 1973. Right.
0: All right, Noiros, this is the tip from your boy, from Gentleman Joey, the night version, the, the dangerous version. Yes. If you have this Blu-ray, I had, as, as we heard on the episode, I did not have it in time, but I got it on eBay of all places, and it came pretty quickly. The mail didn't let me down in this. I don't have the version Dan has, it. I didn't have any fancy pictures of the gas chamber, so oh, I thank him for showing it to me so I could experience it, but it's got everything else. So the special feature is there. For some reason they just clunk this thing on it. It just as an artifact, I guess, and why not? But there's no reason to watch it, you think. But I say put this thing on, go to the very, very, very end, the last scene. I
1: will say this about the movie itself in general, is that it before I, pre- I make
0: my point then?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say in general, I appreciate because something we talked about beforehand was that we were, we were concerned if they were going to have any type of cleaning up of the and have, how it would appear on the Blu-ray, but it looked great. I will say that it, it did look quality. It didn't look like they like, you know they spent all the time restoring the, the main film and they're just like they kind of throw this on and it's, it's like not cleaned up at all or just looks just like garbage. But this actually looked pretty good considering.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it I did not even occur to me that's how fine it looked. So you're going to look at this thing. It looks really good. You're going to see that title card that Dan had talked about. Because these are the best things. It's the title card. And then you're going to go to the end where he's dying and he's confessing. And he goes to light the cigar. And the TV credits are rolling over the scene. I was crying with laughter, Dan. It was so good. It was so, so good. You got to watch that. Because it has the watch- line
1: It says, I, I love you too. And then yeah. and the credits are rolling. And then the like-
0: credits are rolling. And there's just this scene where they're trying to do the, the lighting of the cigarette. And, oh, ooh, yeah. good stuff. Well, Billy Wilder and Barbara Stanwyck actually were watching this movie in their, their respective houses when it aired. And when it was over, Wilder called Stanwyck and said, Missy, they didn't get it right. And then he hung up.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> wow. It yeah. it just,
1: in general, I will say, it just felt very unnecessary. Like, this just felt very unnecessary as a movie.
0: As a movie, as an episode of our podcast, just all around unnecessary. No, I think it was necessary for at least for our <laughs> podcast. I, 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 was, I was actually,
1: sadly enough, I, I think I was kind of looking forward to this. Like, I, I think, I like I said, I think it's my fondness for 70s, like, kitsch kind of stuff. Like, I, I'm just, I'm such a fan of it. So, like, I, I like that we could at least come in and, and watch it and talk about it. Cause yeah, cause it's something that I overlooked, you know, having this Blu-ray for so long, I, I guess I just never really paid attention to it as a bonus on the Blu-ray. Cause I just didn't really look too closely, I guess, at it. And then we both kind of talked about it and I was like, Oh, like that's actually would be a neat thing to just kind of experience. Through it's this something length. that
0: I feel like comes up, but then you're like, yeah, but nobody's ever seen it.
1: Right. Like who's going to actually talk about it.
0: And now having watched it, I still don't think I've seen it. So I'm okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, I think it, it's, it's just an interesting thing to watch. If you want, if you want to just get a different vibe,
0: watch yeah, it. Yeah, if you're, if you're, you're bored. fucking insane, yeah, if you're bored, and, you know, this is a great, like, hey, I could dick around on my phone, I could read a book, you we'll know. see some
1: great wallpaper, especially around uh, doors. Like, I think Richard Kreiner's door looked really crazy with, like, all kinds of brown. I don't even know what material it was. It was really weird. You could start uh, an
0: Instagram account that's just devoted to the interiors of this movie.
1: I don't tempt me because I think I might have to. I, I I I was fascinated by it. Like that that was like the thing that drew me in. Honestly, like that was the thing that like kept me watching it was just to see how amazing
0: the interiors were.
1: The thing that kept me watching
0: it was that uh, we were going to record this episode. And uh,
1: oh no, I the will- interiors for me. I didn't. I didn't. I,
0: I forgot <laughs> we were doing an episode. So. I figured if I couldn't finish this thing in time, I was like, I was just going to stop it and record the episode. I didn't need to wrap it up. But I'm so glad that that didn't happen because, of course, as I said, the best scene is the very end with those credits. And now we're going to roll our credits. Thanks for joining us tonight. Maybe it's not night, but it's night in, all over in our hearts. The night's a puppy. Thanks for joining out of the podcast, the lads, for a special blah, 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 oh, Miss episode. Join us for Crossfire. Still coming on Thursday. I wonder what we think of it. Maybe it's maybe we don't like cross. Maybe crossfire sucks. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Join us and find out. But in the meantime, here's the crime.